What's up, family? This is Pastor Paul from Free Life Community Church, and you are listening to Practicum Podcast. Uh, We are a weekly podcast that recaps the last week's sermon and just talk about how can we live out the word practically. Uh, Always remember that you can um, check out all the past uh, episodes on any major podcasting platform. So I just wanted to thank you guys and supporting us and continuing to walk with God especially during these times and so last week we continued our sermon series on power uh, and our topic or the title of our message was the power of the gospel the power of the gospel I think one of the things that we as Christians uh, foundationally should agree upon is the gospel Uh, And what that means and my challenge and my fear for this generation is that we don't know what the gospel is. We don't have a clear understanding of the gospel. And for myself, um, this has been a journey of just um, recognizing uh, and, and admitting to myself at times where I had to continue to remember what the gospel is. Um, And so a lot of the times the gospel can be narrowed down to a feeling or an emotion or just a certain attribute that Jesus possesses, whether that's love or compassion and mercy, mercy. And out of that, people tend to uh, fix their theology upon that. But I wanted to question and argue and, you know, and also encourage our brothers and sisters that are walking with the Lord and not just those that are continuing to walk with the Lord, but also those that are leading churches, right? Um, And pastoring people. And so I think it's very important that we pastor people from the worldview, from the mindset, from the heart of Christ. And how did Jesus um, disciple his disciples? How did Jesus uh, love people? How did Jesus Um, act upon social injustice, not just social, but also political injustice and uh, religious injustice, persecution, right? And so I think we as faith leaders, faith believers, um, must understand what the gospel is. So that way, from the gospel, we fix, uh, not fix, but from the gospel, we have a foundation of our theology. And so Um, So this is one of the things that I think that is very firm for Free Life Community Church is knowing what the gospel is. And for me, and I wrote this down, the gospel is the proclamation of the good news of Jesus Christ um, shown and exemplified in his birth, life, ministry, death and resurrection to restore sinful image bearers to the rightful worship of God. By Jesus being the sacrifice on the cross so that we can be set free from sin. That's a lot. And so I guess um, just in other words, knowing that um, we are sinners and for that sin, um, there, there, needs, there has to be a ransom that must be paid uh, for our sins. 
whether how big they are, how small they are, we are sinners. And because of God's attribute of holiness and his perfection and his just being cannot be with sin, in order for us to be reconciled back to God, we are in need of a ransom payer, uh, a savior, and that savior is Jesus Christ. And because he died for us on the cross, he took our sins on his own, the full wrath of God onto Jesus so that our sins can be paid for in the body, the death of Jesus. And because of his resurrection, he powered over our sins, powered over death and brought us back, redeemed us back to God. And so that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the good news, right? The good news is we are sinners, but 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 we have been called as a new creation by Jesus through his resurrection. Um, and so we have to be clear on this. And I think that one of the way and, and because if, if we are clear on the gospel, there is power in that. Right. Because if we're clear on what this what this life of Christianity is about, then there is power because it's not by our own power anymore, but it's by Christ. And so I made three quick observations um, leaning on Matthew 24, 3 to 13. And you guys can read that on your own. Um, but quickly, verse 13, 14, no, verse 12, 13, 14, I want to read. It says, this is Matthew 24, and I'm reading verse 12, 13, 14. It says, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And here it is. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world. And so I made quick three quick observations of how the power of the gospel um, relates to our life. And so number one is the power of the gospel frees us and transforms us frees us and transforms us when we say yes to jesus we're saying yes that we are sinners we're saying yes that we are in need of a savior and we're saying yes to uh, devote our whole life onto christ and allow god's will to move in our life and change our life so we're giving god permission to guide our life through the power of the holy spirit to look more like jesus because we can't do it on our own this is important my friends this is an important fact that we have to understand. We cannot love the way Jesus loves the world without the love of Christ in our hearts. And that's literally giving ourselves, surrendering or surrendering ourselves to Christ. We need to understand this. Transformation means that we are literally being brought out of who we were into who God calls us to be, who we are created to be. I think a lot of people say yes to Jesus and think that their goodness or their good works is the goodness of Christ. And I'm not saying they're not, but if it's on our own power, if it's by our own might, if it's by our own strength, if it's by our own knowledge, then what's God used for? What's, what's God needed for? Nothing. But if we know that we aren't good enough, if we know that we aren't righteous enough and not in a sad way, but just who we are as an identity, right? I think the, the, the probably the weakest analogy is I could never be good as my favorite football player. And that's just a reality. It's not me saying boo hoo, woo, woe is me. 
but God has given that person a gift. And that's a very hard pill to swallow for some of us, that we can't be good enough. But I think we have to understand this perspective, not in a worldly sense, but we have to understand this perspective as a humbling sense of the gospel sense, that we will never be good enough for Christ. We will never be worthy enough because of who we are as sinners. And for some reason, I'm okay with that. And not just okay with it, I'm actually... um, content in that imagine if if you were just a perfect being how hard would that life be but there is a perfect being that came to a a a world that was not perfect and allowed himself to live among us so that he can try to teach us about love but but at the end ultimately display love through the sacrifice of himself on the cross Number one is freezing transforms. Number two, the power of the gospel gives us purpose and calling. With this new transformation, with this uh, new life, a new creation, as Corinthians alludes to, is we also now have a purpose, now has a calling. We have a job that we have to do. And where do we see that job? Where do we see this calling? Where do we see this purpose is in Matthew 28, the Great Commission. Therefore, and go make disciples. I think if we as Christians think that once we say yes to Jesus, once we get baptized, that's game over, we have missed the mark. Once we say yes to Jesus, once we give our life to Jesus, once we proclaim that we're a Christian, we're saying we have now taken on a new identity. We have now taken on a new purpose. You have now taken on a new life. And that life has, I don't want to say orders, but has a mission, right? We have a mission. We have a place, we have a purpose, we have a calling, we have a job to do. And that job is to make disciples. And we're not making disciples because, you know, we get something out of it. No, we're making disciples because we want all people to know the love of Christ. The love that God has shown me in my weakest point. We want to show that to others through Jesus. So we have a calling, we have a purpose. Number three is the power of the gospel unifies us unifies the body verse 15 it says oh, verse 14 it says and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations you know when it comes to unification through the gospel of jesus i think that that we have a lot of work to do it's both surprising and embarrassing for me to say Christian brothers and sisters when I know that we're separated even by the name Christianity I mean when Martin Luther King right the most segregated time is Sunday mornings that's a reality my friends especially the ministry that God has called me to to reach second and third gen while reconciling them back to their families through Christ is not easy Bringing people groups together in the name of Jesus, solely in the name of Jesus, is a hard task. But I'm glad that I'm not responsible for that. All my job is to do is proclaim and walk with, journey with. The Holy Spirit does the rest. But my brothers and sisters, and if there's any pastors that's listening to this, I encourage you and, and plead to make Highlight the gospels, unification, highlight the unifying gospel, 
highlight that Jesus came and died for all sins. Highlight that because he died for all sins, we are now all part of the body. Highlight that. Too many times we're separated because of of our earthly traditions and cultures. What's the point of being brothers and sisters where we can't even share a table, a meal together? What's the point that we can't even worship together? What's the point? It might sound kind of harsh, but I do believe in that the gospel unifies us as one body, creating one body, one home so that we can continue to worship God in. And so how do we live this out again practically was that I think we need to first know what the gospel is and live through the gospel and understand what the gospel is. And so very short, number one, God loves you. God loves you no matter what. God loves you because he created you. Number two, we have to recognize that we're sinners and deserving of death. Even Romans says that we all fall short of the glory of God. Number three, but God loves us so much that he gave his grace a gift, freedom in his son Jesus who sacrificed, who who God sacrificed his only begotten son as a ransom for our sins so we can be set free. And number four, we are now free to live in the fullness of God's creation, fullness of God's calling. And number five, we have a mission to make disciples. And so live in that power, my friends. Live in that type of gospel living. When you preach, teach the gospel, say that this good news saves your life, transforms your life. We know who we are. We're adopted sons and daughters of Christ, but we also know that the that we also know that innate in us is sin. And the only way to work through that, to live in that, is through Jesus Christ, who saves us every single day through his mercy, through his grace. So family, live through the power of the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen, y'all. Peace and blessings.